your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM on an impeachment Wednesday or not impeachment Wednesday? I don't know how we, I don't know how you phrase it, that. It was the impeachment vote today. Impeachment vote Wednesday. Uh, Brad Williams, that was Brad Williams. He's sitting in here for a couple of minutes. Keith Knutson is on the tele, uh, remotely from the south south of Lacrosse, right, Keith? Uh, I'm uh, I'm out in the driftless and communicating telephonically. Telephonically. Uh, all right. So, what was interesting, Keith? I was talking to Brad. Can you hear it all? Yeah. I was talking to Brad a little bit about. Hey, Brad. Brad has this memory where he can he can recall things from the past pretty pretty easily, which uh, is easier than recalling things from the future. From the future, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when he gets that, be, be sure to call me back. Yeah, yeah, that yeah one, a lot you? of people will be calling me for that one. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be the next Kreskin, I guess. I don't think Brad will be here anymore. Um, but I, I just asked him, hey, you know, how how do you feel about this impeachment vote as opposed to 1999? And Brad's like, and 1974. And I was like... But, but keeping in mind that there wasn't an actual impeachment vote in 74 because it never got that far. But Brad said something interesting. Except for the uh, the the House committee. Brad said something interesting because he... Uh, I was like, well, you were in college, so were you like into this stuff or did you have to be into it? And you said something about TV and game shows. <laughs> well, the, the, that uh, you had the three TV networks in those days. Uh, Keith will remember that. And, I do remember. And uh, so in the afternoons, you'd have the game shows and the soap operas, and that's when the regular networks. Now, they may have done something uh, similar to that today, although they don't have a whole lot of their own programming. So, so if you were watching... Oh, maybe you, you know, waiting to see Dr. Phil and, and there was uh, impeachment on instead because well, that's history. Was there the prices right back in 74? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so you that, missed that, out. You miss out on the prices right, yeah. And that's why Bob Brad was. Barker couldn't play Plinko. And that's why Brad was into the impeachment because he was forced to because he couldn't watch the prices right. Uh, no, wait a minute. <laughs> actually, actually, the, uh, the summer that uh, uh, Nixon was up for impeachment. Uh, I was working a a newspaper job in Iowa for the summer and also a radio job in Prairie du Chien. Okay. So uh, I was on top of all this stuff. You had you had to be you had to do that. Keith, what were you doing in nineteen seventy four when the impeach when that impeachment was kind of rolling around? Keith, did you hear me? I think I'm in a valley, you guys. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll call you. We'll call I, you. I, okay. I, uh, uh, Rick and Brad, I was hoping I'd get behind an Amish uh, wagon so I could report that uh, I had to drive as slowly as the Iowa caucus returns were last night. <laughs> but um, psh. Yeah. <laughs> Keith, what were you doing in 1974 when Nixon was going through all this? 499. Uh, in 74, I was in the uh, U.S. Navy reading... Uh, news on a closed circuit television station on an aircraft carrier. So the uh, the whole Nixon scandal thing got uh, pretty old for me, having to read it day after day all the criminality. Okay, right. and it, that was and, all U.S. military propaganda too. So <laughs> no propaganda there, Rick. Wow. Come on, no. But uh, <laughs> but it, yeah, uh, keeping in mind that uh, for people who who may not be that old or may not remember, is that the uh, the Nixon uh, impeachment. Basically, only got as far as the House Judiciary Committee. They voted on the articles of impeachment that right. Nixon resigned before there was ever a trial in the Senate. Okay. Or right. the hearings and, of the and, House. And, and before that was the uh, of the Senate uh, committee hearings. Um, 
led by Sam Irvin, who Sam Irvin uh, and Howard really Baker. made a name for himself. Yeah. Okay. The committee will come to order. All right, I remember let's, him saying that. Let's roll this yeah, into yeah. 2020 now. Uh, obviously, they voted today. No, no surprise. Any big surprises, Keith? Well, I think it might be surprising that Mitt Romney made a historic vote, the first United States senator to vote for conviction of a president in his own party on the first article of impeachment. So uh, that uh, historic vote, and um, uh, Don Jr., Don Trump Jr., has already called for uh, Romney to be expelled from the Republican Party. Okay. Um, is it weird that Romney did that, but he didn't vote for witnesses last week? I think he did vote for witnesses. Oh, he did. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's been uh, fairly outspoken. Most of the senators on either side, the Republicans or the Democrats, who might might have gone one way or the other, not so much uh, on um, witnesses, but uh, today, uh, potential Democrats, Manchin from West Virginia, uh, Doug Jones. Uh, Alabama and uh, Kirsten Simina from uh, Arizona, and then on the Republican side, Collins, Murkowski, uh, they've been fairly uh, tight-lipped on what they might do, but I think uh, my reading of Romney is he's been pretty upfront that uh, uh, he sees what the president's been up to as uh, uh, dangerous for the republic. Keith, this is Brad. Uh, One of the things that has come out in the last few days, the arguments uh, being made by supporters of the president, is that, uh, well, throughout the whole process, is that you can't impeach somebody. It's not fair to impeach somebody. He's a duly elected president, and there's an election coming up, and let the voters decide this. So uh, almost suggesting that we shouldn't have impeachment anymore. Uh, Do you expect that there are going to be any... uh, serious efforts to change impeachment, uh, either to to abolish it, you know, repeal it from the Constitution, perhaps, or or include some other types of punishment, because an, uh, another one of the arguments I heard was that there were a number of Republicans who didn't like what Trump did, but the only option open to them was throw him out, and they weren't going to do that. Oh, it's hard to imagine... Um the way uh, we are so partisanly divided today that there would be uh, any fast movement on a constitutional amendment, um, and perhaps by the time any discussion of that would come up, uh, we'll see who wins the election this fall. If President Trump is not reelected, uh, the Republicans certainly are not going to be agitating for a constitutional amendment to prevent them from trying to turn the tables on any Democratic president if there were occasion for uh, call for an impeachment. Uh, that doesn't seem especially reasonable to me, Brad. It it, it seems like a discussion in the moment, and uh, I don't think that's going to last very long. There's also the discussion that has come up that uh, now that we've had impeachment inquiries, three times in 50 years, the idea that, that uh, every president is going to be facing some kind of impeachment drive because people think, oh, that's what we do now. Well, we're going to see which party controls the White House and uh, if the opposing party can control the House of Representatives. Of course, uh, this impeachment came out of the Democrats winning control of the House in 2018. Um, And, uh, of course, then the whistleblower uh, coming forth with the uh, behavior of the president on the phone call with the president of Ukraine. Uh, These are circumstantial uh, uh, developments that... uh, 
requires the president to uh, be caught uh, in um, unconstitutional or potentially criminal behavior. And I think I think we're we're realizing there's a distinction there out of this uh, whole affair. I see. Okay, we're gonna we gotta hit, take a quick break for news. We'll be back with Keith Knutson, Viterbo political science professor. I probably should have introduced you better before that, Keith. But uh, all right, we're gonna okay, be back. I'm on the road, Rick. No need. <laughs> we'll be back in just a minute, right here on Wizard. All right, we're back on the Crosstalk PM. That guy breathing in the background, that's Keith Knudsen, Viterbo political science professor, hustling from his driveway into the house. He might be still en route. Uh, I'm, I'm here now. You're here? You're, are you in like a maybe a reclining chair, kicked back, ready to go, maybe a beer in hand, ready to talk? Or <laughs> uh, Well, <laughs> no no beer yet. Not until I'm done with this conversation, Rick. <laughs> okay. Uh uh, Brad Williams talked uh, with you a little bit ago. Um, he kind of he kind of stole one of my questions that I had for you. Um, we this this ladder that we had that Trump didn't do anything wrong to eh, maybe he kind of did something wrong to yeah he definitely is guilty of that but that offense is not impeachable. Um, if he's so guilty of of the you know the Ukraine call or the 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 meeting with the Ukrainian president. And he and they they, had, they had, we admit that he did something wrong. What's his punishment? Does he does he get punishment for this, or was going through the char- trial and being vindicated total punishment enough? No, Chief Justice John Roberts announced that uh, the president was uh, acquitted on both impeachment charges this afternoon. So the affair has been set aside, um, and uh, of course the president can claim acquittal. Uh, a while back, I think it was even as early as. December, uh, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi did say that, uh, uh, from her perspective, uh, President Trump will always carry the uh, opprobrium of having been impeached. And, of course, that is the case. Uh, When we talk about uh, these things historically, we mark out Andrew Johnson. uh, uh, Richard Nixon resigned, uh, Bill Clinton, uh, and now Donald Trump. Three presidents in our history uh, have been uh, voted to be impeached by the House of Representatives. None of the three uh, voted to to be convicted in the United States Senate. So uh, both sides are going to uh, uh, emphasize uh, what uh, uh, what they have desired out of this process, uh, and uh, 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 history will uh, engage in its judgment uh, of uh, the process and of the president, and that takes some time to uh, to, to sort out. All right. Speaking with Viterbo political science professor Keith Knutson on the phone. Calling in is Eric from Sparta. Eric, you're on with Keith. Go ahead. Yeah, I feel sorry for you because, uh, you know, uh, you lost the argument. And, um, yeah, the president is acquitted of all things. That is a law. and You have to take it or leave it. I predicted that. I, I, I told Eric, that. I just, that I just acknowledged that. that. What happened? Um, but... Uh, uh, I trust you will acknowledge that uh, he was impeached in the House of Representatives. That was a that was a kangaroo court because it, the Republicans did not have any witnesses. Never, not anybody speak. He walked, just walked. They they requested his uh, procedures. Uh, you know, we, 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 we can place. relitigate well, this. They had a right. But, they the had a right. Offered the opportunity to engage in that process, and he rejected it. That's uh, uh, of course he. Um, uh, did not al- he didn't want to allow his executive branch members to testify. Um, 
So the president himself chose not to participate in that impeachment process. Um, it's not as if the uh, Democrats in control of the House would not have allowed him to participate. He chose not to do that. That's part of the historical record. All right, that's all Eric's got. Uh, is this something that we're just going to continue to do in a as we lead up to election years? You know, whatever happens in the, the months leading into an election, I think, uh, you know, when... We lost the Supreme Court judge. Republicans said Obama couldn't nominate a new judge. And now when we have an impeachment, we're like, you know what? We don't need this impeachment. We'll let the voters decide in a year. Uh, what's next? You know, is, there, is this the stepping stone for something uh, more serious come, you know, come four years from now? Well, there is a lot of discussion about the uh, possibility of the uh, diminishment, uh, diminishment of our constitutional uh, Republicans, uh, not party, but the, the, the manner of governance here in the United States, that our constitutional Republican system is, is under threat. Now it's uh, up to us, to uh, that is all of us, to step up to, to the plate, uh, engage in our reinvigoration of the process, uh, and uh, our, our allegiance to the system. Um, I, I think we're a very resilient uh, society, uh, we're deeply divided now, but uh, we uh, Americans have a, a real capacity to to rally around one another when uh, when the occasion arises, and and I, I I do believe we still have that resiliency within us. Now, when Eric calls what the House of Representatives did uh, with impeachment, he calls it a kangaroo court. Then, do we just call the Senate a kangaroo court? Is that that's how you should argue back with him, Keith? Um, <laughs> you know. I, that, that, that is one possibility, and we kind of saw some of that last night when uh, uh, the president gave a State of the Union message, and he refused uh, to shake Nancy Pelosi's hand. After the speech, uh, Speaker Pelosi uh, uh, ripped his, uh, her copy of his speech uh, in half. Um, uh, you know, she indicated she didn't do it in retaliation, but rather she felt the speech was basically just a, a, a fraudulent presentation. Well, what, um, I heard, what I heard, Keith, was that her recycle bin is smaller, so she needs to rip those things up to recycle them. They just, it's her recycle bin isn't a, like paper size. It's not. I, 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 I could imagine the Speaker of the House is uh, required to have a very small recycling. <laughs> All right, we're going to go back to the phones here. Caller, you're on the Crosstalk PM. Who's this? Hey, this is Dave. I just wanted uh, maybe some comments on, instead of um, comparing this impeachment to other ones, I think it's important to compare this impeachment to things presidents have not been impeached for. I think that shows how political um, impeachment is. For example, um, Bush was not impeached for um, Afghanistan and Iraq for on a lot of, a lot of um, people say it was based on a lie, and I am one of those. So it's interesting to see how Bush was not impeached for much more serious crimes. But at least in the House, um, Trump was impeached for a reckless phone call. So that's just kind of what I want to hear an opinion on. All right. Thanks, Dave. Uh, I believe Dave's wrong there. It was a perfect phone call. I don't know why you would call it reckless. That's crazy. (laughs) Well, uh, 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 thank you for this contribution, Dave. Uh, uh, I find that very insightful. Um, I think when we... Uh, reflect on the um, Afghan and Iraq invasions. Um, uh, of course, one of the current Democratic uh, candidates to be the party's nominee, uh, uh, Joe Biden, 
actually voted for the congressional resolution authorizing um, the uh, Afghan invasion, <laughs> as well as, uh, 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 no, not the Afghan invasion, the Iraq invasion, because there was no uh, vote on Afghanistan. Um, and so in, in terms of Iraq, there was this uh, congressional resolution, which, uh, uh, of course, turned out to be, uh, in my estimation, a, a grave error in judgment. But uh, President Bush could could share that responsibility with the Congress, um, and uh, that that's an important element of what I was talking about earlier: our constitutional Republican system. Um, and uh, uh, I think uh, after this uh, uh, Trump impeachment process and the acquittal vote in the Senate today, what's really important for us is to. Uh, gather up our commitment to uh, what we have inherited as Americans and a, a system of government that, as imperfect as it is and as maybe as unsettled as we are in it right now, um, it's it's something we have that uh, we um, held an obligation, in my estimation, to, to preserve this system. All right, we're going to go back to the phones. Pete's been waiting. Pete, you're on the air with Keith. Go ahead. Hi. Uh, yeah, I think Eric was 100% right. That was a kangaroo court. Uh, Trump uh, responded to uh, their subpoenas, and uh, uh, there were letters to prove it. So as far as uh, Nadler and Schiff claiming that the president never responded to their subpoenas, he definitely responded to their subpoenas, and he didn't have to do it with executive privilege because the House never took a vote on that uh, uh, intelligence or House committee being an impeachment committee to begin with. So the whole entire uh, process uh, didn't follow precedent, and it was flawed. And I, I told you uh, what was going to happen. You can't impeach a president along party lines. It just ain't going to work. It was a bipartisan uh, impeachment not to impeach him. So, of course, he's going to win. And, and uh, uh, it worked out. you just say? What were you, arg- what were you saying was nonpartisan? I was saying that the... Uh, uh, the House was a kangaroo court, and uh, Eric's right. It was. It was a joke. I think he's saying in the in the House, some Democrats voted not to impeach. Yeah, right. A couple of Democrats. It was more bipartisan not to impeach him than it was to impeach him. It was nothing but a partisan vote to impeach him. And uh, Eric, as far as following Eric, the rules... We, Eric, we edged in the direction of some bipartisanship with Mitt Romney uh, voting to convict the president on, on the first article. The margins are so narrow that uh, uh, talking about bipartisanship in, in any of these votes on the impeachment process doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, uh, and, uh, of course, uh, in order to get impeachment and conviction in the Senate done, it does require uh, a bipartisan effort. Um, for me, I would turn to uh, Senator Lamar Alexander on the news this Sunday, uh, this last Sunday, and uh, arguing that the uh, he didn't need to hear any more witnesses because, uh, of course, the president had done uh, what uh, the House had charged in uh, uh, the uh, uh, articles of impeachment. But for Al- uh, Lamar Alexander from Tennessee, he felt that uh, this wasn't uh, rising to the level of an impeachable offense. Um, we're all welcome to these opinions. Uh, we've gone through this process. Um, we can all relitigate. Uh, what has uh, transpired, but of course, uh, it, it is now time to move on in our society because we have very serious national issues that we need our government actors to address. 
And it's uh, time to move on to the news and Scott's comment. So we'll be back with Keith Knutson from Viterbo. We'll talk about this. Maybe we'll hit the Iowa caucus kangaroo court too as well. All right, we'll be back after this. (laughs) All right, welcome back to you. Lacrosse Talk PM. Someone's calling in. Eric is calling in. Just hold tight, Eric. Give me a minute. Let me get on the air. Keith Knutson, Viterbo, Viterbo University political science professor. Hit a speed bump there. Uh, on the phone with me, I uh, people are always. Uh, I get a text every once in a while. This guy again, Rick, and I always text him back. I bring Keith on because I don't know anything about the impeachment process, or I bring I bring in a civics expert because I don't even remember taking a civics class in high school. We didn't. We definitely didn't call it civics. Um, and in the past, we've made fun of my lack of of civics knowledge. I'm, I'm learning as we go. But that's why you're here, and I feel like the impeachment thing—you know—it's only happened three times in the in this history of the nation, right? So it's a good time to talk about it. Yeah, sure. Um, and if it's going to be impeachment, that is a forced, premature removal of a president. If the Senate convicts, then it's pretty evident that this is uh, traumatic and contentious. And uh, uh, again, as I was trying to say earlier. Uh, we, we, we get the trauma, we have the tension, but for our own collective uh, sake, uh, we need to find our way to get past this, this animosity that uh, so defines our, our society today. Uh, people are texting, texting me, and we don't really, I don't bring you on to have an opinion on this. I, I really want to just get into like the, the rules, the, the, the process, but people are saying, in fairness, Donald Trump didn't shake Mike Pence's hand either. While he snubbed Pelosi, I guess, I guess he left Pence hanging. I didn't, I didn't see that, so I, I don't know. But I'll yeah, just... I, I, I didn't, I didn't watch it. Uh, uh, the news accounts I co- uh, followed uh, uh, emphasized not shaking Pelosi's hand. She put her hand out, as I would un- uh, understood the, the the moment, and uh, uh, the president must have made a decision uh, if um, the speaker had her hand out uh, that he would choose uh, uh, not to shake her hand. I mean, maybe I mean, it's peripheral. He I don't think have I can bad read his mind. I, I only know what uh, uh, is being described and what any one of us would presume. How would we um, act if someone put his or her hand out to us to shake it? Right. <laughs> this is the stuff that we really need to know when it comes to the impeachment. Did Trump purposely not shake Pelosi and uh, Mike Pence's hands? That's that's where we're at. Um, all right, we're going to go to the phones here, uh, Keith. Uh, okay. Caller calling in. I don't know who this is. Caller, you're on the air. Who is this? Yeah, this is Mark. Hey, Mark. I, I, think, I think one more thing you should realize is that she did not introduce him the typical way that you'd introduce a president. Like so Michael she, Buffer? Well, she was, she, there's a typical way that the president is introduced, and she didn't follow the typical protocol. So she's had an angst with him the whole time. It's, it's not unknown by anybody, but she's. When she introduced the president, she didn't do it the way that it normally was done. Okay. Right. I, th- I think, I think Mark, that happened after his refusal to shake her hand. And then I, I, I'm right. understanding it to be his refusal to shake her hand. No, it started with when she's supposed to introduce the president, before he walked up and handed her, she did not follow typical protocol. Okay. Uh- you know, I, I, I'll, I'll double-check that. Uh, of course, the president is announced uh, by the uh, gentleman who um, 
uh, sort of guards the chamber. Uh, there's an official name for him, but uh, the doors open and he shouts out, uh, uh, the President of the United States. He's introduced other dignitaries who've gone into the front row. Um, and uh, what is the protocol for when the Speaker uh, introduces the President to, of course, it's held in the chamber of the House of Representatives, so she is the presiding officer uh, in that that chamber. All right, we're going to go back to the phones to the highlands of Onalaska. Clyde is on the air. Town of Onalaska. Oh, my bad. Okay, uh, Professor Keith. Yes, I have uh, a different take on the speaker tearing up the speech. First of all, she had an oversized copy of the speech and when it if you if you review the tape and slow it down to Zabruder speed she extends her hand after he turned his back and even with the oversized uh, copy of the speech with him being below and holding it up to her even with her possibly putting her hand out faster, he still wouldn't have been able to see it because of the oversized copy are, of the speech. Are you saying that Pelosi was back and to the left? Back and to the left and couldn't see him? Or her? What I'm, what I'm saying is, is he turned around <laughs> before she extended the hand. Okay. So, but... but of course, all of this is to- dependent, Clyde, upon a, a traditional protocol, but uh, we probably sure. spent enough time on uh, yes. uh, the handshake. Well, and, there, was, there was uh, I applaud there was you questions. for actually slowing down the, the video and uh, analyzing it. Clyde, you got anything else of substance besides yes. the, the nitty? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay, go yes, ahead. I, yes, yes, I do. Now, the, uh, when she tore up the speech, she stared at her caucus. And my interpretation of that was, okay, we're done. Are you happy now? Here's what we. Here's what's been wrought, and here's where we are. Are you happy now? That's the way I took it. Okay. It wasn't anything having to do with uh, her her comment on the content of the speech, but she was staring at her caucus. All right. Thanks, Clyde. Uh, a lot of. We're presuming a lot there, I think. Um, Keith, uh, you know, aside from handshakes and tearing up a speech and oversized speeches that can't fit in recycling bins, is there any more substantive stuff that we could take from from what happened today? That is, after uh, uh, reactions to the State of the Union message or the vote in the Senate to a You know, either either or. I mean, that that State of the Union speech yesterday, did you watch it? Did you read about it? You know, I guess what did you think of that? I I did not watch it. Uh, I I did read about it, uh, read portions of the transcript. Um, I think uh, the fact-checkers are counting some significant uh, number of... um, misrepresentation so donald uh, president donald trump continues um in the mode of uh playing pretty loose with um uh, what is the truth now he's got a, an argument to make uh that we are in the longest sustained uh economic uh, uh period of growth um in our history almost a decade but of course president trump has been in office 3 years and so uh the previous 7 years was under president obama 
and uh, even in the speech uh, la- uh, last night, uh, President Trump um, uh, seems to almost go out of his way in, in his efforts to diminish the efforts of President uh, Obama. Um, and uh, if we are going to um, uh, be able to come together as a society, it is now incumbent upon the current president uh, to try to cultivate uh, 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 an environment where uh, people's animosities are not going to be egged on. Um, but uh, um, President Trump, uh, uh, in these State of the Union message, messages, this is his third, there's, there's some opportunity for that, but uh, uh, the president doesn't, uh, in my estimation, take his uh, opportunities to build this uh, a wider uh, sense of we're in it as Americans. I mean, he, he says some words to that, but um, constantly going back to the, the resentments that um, he's uh, uh, played, uh, played upon quite effectively. All right, we're going to go back to the phones. Uh, I think Eric's back. Eric, you're back. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, this stuff goes on all the time. One side against the other, one side against the other. They hate, everybody hates each other. Hate each Hates each other. Hates each other. But the Eric, I love the you, room brother. is coronavirus was detected in Wisconsin, and that's something to be really worried about. Thank you. All right. I don't. I don't think everybody hates each other. I think that's a that's a misnomer. Uh, I, I agree with you, Rick. I I, uh, I can I can talk with uh, I play volleyball with a friend that's Republican, and uh, we don't hate each other. But uh, we're gonna go back to the phones. Uh, caller, who's this? You're on the air. Yes, I an arrogant little punk, Rick. That's what you are. All right. Thank you. Uh, we're gonna go back to the phones. Caller, who's this? You're on the air. Hi there. On there. Yeah, go ahead. Who is this? Uh, this is Patrick from the Cross. Hey, Patrick. I was just wondering, you may have touched on this before I had to leave the radio program for a brief period. Um, can they, after they go through and resubmit the subpoenas and go through the court system, can they uh, try him for abuse of power again based on the Ukraine situation? Okay, Keith, did you hear that? I did not. I think uh, I think he was asking, can they can they go through this process again on the Ukraine situation? And I think I did read this too. They were going to go after uh, John Bolton's testimony, the the House maybe. Uh, can they can we go through this process again, or do you think that? It, well, maybe. How about this? Not then we're going to try to pretend what we know is going to happen. But could they do this process again with maybe some different information? Well, I do think the House is going to seek uh, testimony uh, from John uh, Bolton. Uh, I, I've, I've been reading that. Um, I think it is possible that uh, uh, there could be another impeachment. I, uh, I think legally, constitutionally, that would be possible. But I think the public would uh, be saying, um, uh, look, uh, stop beating a, a dead horse. President Trump has been acquitted um, uh, on this topic. Uh, the Senate has uh, come to its determination, and uh, now we are getting close to an election. So uh, trying to do it now before the election would be um, very counterproductive. Okay, we're going to take another quick break. We'll be back after this right here. I'm with him. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. A couple minutes left to go on the phone with me, not in studio today, because I made him come on the show today. Instead of tomorrow, 
because of this whole the impeachment thing. And I just thought it was it was a good to have uh, political science professor Keith Knutson on today instead of tomorrow. We'll be back to a regular scheduled th- programming next week, Keith. Um, can we can we move on from the impeachment vote into the mess that is the Iowa caucus and and your what's your take on the Iowa caucus happenings right now? Well, of course, the uh, embarrassment was that the app the uh, Iowa State Democratic Party chose to um, give us the results uh, was a pretty miserable failure. Um, in terms of the outcome, um, uh, Pete Buttigieg, uh, mayor of Indiana, a uh, mayor of uh, 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 South Bend, Indiana, um, uh, came in first. Uh, he, uh, uh, I think that's a bit surprising. Bernie Sanders, a strong second, uh, a bit back in third, uh, Elizabeth Warren, and further back and forth, Joe Biden. He, uh, Biden in New Hampshire uh, described his showing as a gut punch. Um, he's not been expected to maybe win New Hampshire, but I think he needs to do uh, well in New Hampshire uh, next week. Uh, he's expected to do well in South Carolina. Nevada's going to have a, a, another caucus, and uh, they've already announced they're not going to use the app that Iowa tried uh, uh, Monday night. <laughs> what? Um, you just have so, to update uh, it. I, Keith, I think you have the to Democratic update these uh, race is in some uh, uh, flex at the moment. Um, so this was 45 minutes ago, 80%, 86% of the precincts reporting Buttigieg, Lead Sanders by 1.3%. I better just call him Mayor Pete, as I butcher his name there. Uh, he better not become president. It would be too, too hard to say his name. Um, so, oh, yeah. that, would be good. that would be good for our uh, uh, mouth exercises, to say Judge on a regular basis. Just maybe right before the show, I'll just go through it a couple of times. Um, Iowa caucus, I don't understand it. It's just, I don't, maybe I just don't understand. I feel like, did Minnesota do the same thing last year and they changed? Did they also have a caucus? Um, you know, states will try this every once in a while. Um, uh, it, it looks like the the uh, uh, app failure in Iowa, uh, trying to report uh, how many caucus goers voted for each candidate, um, uh, how many uh, uh, delegates will each candidate get as a result of the uh, percentage of the vote they received. Um, the caucus seems to be um, not very uh, well suited for our um our lives today, and uh, maybe even Iowa will uh, go to a, a, a direct a primary um, in four years' time. Um, a lot of people say Iowa shouldn't even be the determining state to to set this all in motion. I think Iowa's ninety percent uh, white population. Do you see right. that changing in four years? Um, I, there's been discussion about uh, the suitability of Iowa before the caucuses, and now after this. Uh, uh, mess up with uh, the bad app and trying to uh, disseminate the results. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, there are those who have uh, been saying it's it's time to uh, try some other kind of system. Um, uh, I was talking with someone today about maybe we need regional uh, primaries: the Northeast, the Southeast, the Midwest, uh, the Northwest, Southwest, uh, uh, and, and have a uh, band states together. Uh, so that uh, uh, a, a particular region would have a primary at a particular point, and then rotate that around the country. The problem with all of this is this is determined uh, uh, in the states when they have their primary. So my pr- proposal would require a, an interstate compact to, to get other states together. And when we get to Super Tuesday, I think it's March 3rd, um, I think there might be at least a dozen states uh, that have agreed to hold their primaries together. 
and the results from Iowa uh, uh, make it look like uh, Michael Bloomberg just doubled down on his advertising expenditures. Uh, his strategy is to get into Super Tuesday uh, and make a big bang on, on that day um, uh, to try to win the nomination. So I, I think the, the Democratic uh, Party is in uh, some significant degree of flux today after the Iowa caucuses. Okay. All right, Keith, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks thanks again for, for joining me and, and talking about this stuff. Uh, Rick, my pleasure. But, of course, I look forward to seeing you in person next week, Thursday. <laughs> all right, thank you. Um, all right, so just to wrap up quick, tomorrow is going to be a short show, but I'm bringing Dave Larson in to talk about the Freedom Honor flight. So you're going to want to tune in. Uh, they've got a press conference in the morning, and then we'll just bring him on and talk about it in the afternoon. All right, thanks, guys, for listening. We'll be back here tomorrow. Rick Solom. left wing nut. WIZM. You are so disgusting. Lacrosse Talk PM. What's the saying? Close is only good in horseshoes and. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lacrosse Talk PM. We need to be willing to investigate other people's perspectives. That's because... called the comment section. <laughs> Been there and done that one. Weekdays from 5 to 6 on WIZM. Now I'm going to do my damnest to make sure you get fired.